Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Welcome to Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal discussion about our beloved series, Star Trek. You are listening to a previously recorded conversation. We are live, Captain. Admiral. Admiral, sorry. <laughs> I was calling you Admiral. Oh, we're both Admiral. Well, whatever rank you are, I'm the same rank. Okay. <laughs> um, welcome to Starfleet Boy, and this is, uh, this is exciting. We've made it through a whole entire season of Star Trek The Next Generation, so, um, and now we're uh, going to uh, take a little time to recap this season and talk about our favorite episodes and what we thought of the season as a whole and, um, you know, celebrate uh, this, like, nice time. Congratulations, Doctor. Congratulations and, to you as well. And Goldie Scott, who's not here, but he's very much a part of the show, too. Um, Absolutely. He's just a very busy guy. Those, uh, he is. Those taxes, they keep them really, <laughs> really <No>. occupied. <laughs> Running the tax situation on Drunk Space Nine is, is uh, <laughs> it's a full-time job. It is a full-time job. Um, so, very exciting uh, season. Uh, the first season, as I recall, um, of Star Trek Administration uh, definitely left me wanting more um, as a kid. And uh, watching it again you know, as an adult, uh, you know, I've seen it a few times here and there episodes mixed, but I don't think I've watched it in order in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. um and here. yeah, and it was really nice to kind of see season one where it all began for Star Trek, the next generation. And in this season we had, uh, some really great episodes, but just to, I'll just go over the list of all the episodes real quick and we can, kind of give it a quick uh, quick review. So we had Encounter at Farpoint, two-part opener, introduces the queue and um, and all of our, our uh, the crew of the Enterprise. We have The Naked Now, an homage to The Naked Time from the original series, uh, another great way to give us insight into what our crew is like on the inside, <laughs> so to speak, How the, what they are like naked. <laughs> um Next, we had Code of Honor, a very strange and uh, strange episode with a civilization that's uh, tribal and um, you know uh, has a, a very strict code of honor. But we find that even even there, there's a, a, you know the corruption can occur and and people without honor can uh, hide behind the uh, mask of honor. Uh, as is, uh, and it was also one of our favorite episodes because Lutan is just such an outrageous uh, character. So we like we like that about him. Um, the last app output post that had um, 
uh, our introduction to the Ferengi, uh, right? Isn't that the one? Yeah, that's the Ferengi episode. And uh, we also get to see the portal gatekeeper uh, character from the Takan Empire. So that was like a nice little uh, view into uh, an empire long gone and uh, gives us kind of uh, a little bit of sprinkles in a little bit of our uh, um, archaeological uh, penchant that Captain Picard has. Um, even though it's like a Riker, <laughs> a Riker episode. Um, after that, we had where no one has gone before that introduced the traveler, and uh, we see a thumbs up from the doctor. He really liked that episode. Um, it's very science fiction y kind of episode, great episode that still stands out um, after all these years. <laughs> and then we have uh, The Lonely Among Us. <laughs> which uh, I can't even remember what it's about now (laughs) 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 because it's lonely among the season. Uh, (laughs) No, what was that? That was the one where um, uh, Captain Picard gets possessed, right? By the energy. Oh, isn't that the one he turns, he goes into the cloud. (laughs) And then we have justice, our very sexy episode, uh, which featured, um, which Goldie uh, Scott likes a lot. Which Goldie Scott likes a lot. Uh, which also uh, was a very, um, a very uh, prime directive heavy episode with uh, Wesley getting in trouble. Um, then comes the battle, which takes us back to Captain Picard's uh, earlier career um, and introduces us to the Stargazer. Right, the Stargazer. Yeah, yes. it was like pretty cool. Uh, hide in Q, where we have the return of Q, where he offers uh, Commander Riker uh, the power of the Q, and uh, we we see how that affects him and and how the crew handles that. Um, Haven, another great episode. This was a Counselor Troy episode <laughs> where I think, did you tolerate her in that episode, Doctor? I actually thought that was one of her best episodes. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I didn't review that one with you guys, but uh, yeah. Great episode um, about um, fate and destiny and and uh, true love. Then we have the big goodbye. Our introduction, our introduction to Captain Picard's uh, pastime of uh, pretending he's a great uh, private investigator named Dixon Hill, <laughs> um, and our introduction to some interesting concepts about the holodeck, uh, data lore. We meet. I forgot. How could I have forgotten? <laughs> we meet Lore. <laughs> That's right in season one. Right, of course. Who's going to be? Yeah. A, yeah. So Data Lore, another great episode, um, introducing Data's brother and giving us insight into Data's past. Uh, Angel One, uh, a, you know, misogyny turned on its head, and it's now you know a planet where you have these kind of uh, really dominant women. Um, one, one, zero, zero, one, zero, zero, one, uh, the phenomenal episode, uh, with the binars, we're getting a thumbs up from the doctor again. Um, too short a season, which was not too short an episode. If I recall for you, doctor (laughs) got a thumbs down, but it's, uh, Admiral Jameson. And basically it's the, it's like, you know, search for your youth, the fountain of youth and like, uh, staying, staying young as long as possible, staying in the game. Uh, when the bow breaks, uh, the children of the enterprise get kidnapped by, um, a creepy race of, uh, 
advanced uh, aliens that uh, hide that are able to hide their planet from uh, the rest of the galaxy, um, a la Atlantis. <laughs> or Brigadoon. <laughs> uh, then we have Home Soil, another phenomenal episode uh, where we're introduced to a new kind of life form, silicone-based life form, and uh, that's a great, great, great episode. Um, Coming of Age, where... Wesley takes a test, an entrance test for Starfleet Academy and fails. And then we are introduced to Admiral Quinn and um, um, Remick. And uh, the seeds are planted for uh, Conspiracy, which is a later episode. Uh, then we have Heart of Glory, uh, the first view of Klingons outside of Worf. Um, in, in Next Generation, and it had a lot of cool scenes with Klingons and talked about honor and Klingon life, and that was a neat one. We have Arsenal Freedom about what could what could happen if, you know, the military-industrial complex continues the way it is and we become a, a species of, of weapons sales. <laughs> Arsenal of Freedom. Um, symbiosis, a great episode. Uh so so for the doctor uh <laughs> with uh, some uh, star trek alumni um, you know from star trek 2 and star trek well just star trek 2 and and uh, star trek 3 for Merritt Buttrick um about a, about two civilizations that have uh, kind of uh created a symbiotic relationship in which one whole planet is addicted to a drug that's provided by another planet and so you have this like drug dealer druggy relationship and the enterprise gets caught in the middle uh and then skin of evil uh sadly the episode that marks the death of tasha yar and you know we we um are introduced to a very interesting uh completely evil character counselor troy has a great moment that even the doctor liked in this episode we'll always have paris a nice little view into picard's young life his romantic uh you know a, a romantic liaison and uh some really cool science fiction about um dimensions and time travel and and time distortions then we have conspiracy fantastic episode that we all thought was the season closer for some reason <laughs> but it's actually not it's the the episode before the season closer and um it has a uh, it has to do with the setup of events that took place in um, um, uh, Coming of Age, where you know Admiral Quinn is suspicious of a conspiracy in Starfleet, and here we find out that the conspiracy is real. Uh, high-ranking Starfleet officials are infected uh, or have been, uh, con- you know, uh, body snatched by these little. Uh, crab-like creatures that we find out in the expanded Star Trek universe are actually at war with the Trills. (coughs) And then finally, the neutral zone, which we just reviewed a few minutes ago, which we didn't think was the, maybe the greatest season closer, but I, I thought it had a great message and it was a, a a way to kind of remind everyone what Star Trek uh, can, can be about and what, what, the landscape of what life in the Federation and Starfleet is like. And we get, um, our, we get the return of the Romulans and, and they will be, uh, a formidable, uh, enemy and later perhaps ally, uh, 
in the uh, Star Trek uh, Next Generation storylines. And that's it. That's Those are all the episodes. Uh, <laughs> that was a great summation of the of the season. You're really well, good at these summaries. You know that? <laughs> I had a little uh, help. I pulled up a list of the episodes, but I did just kind of go still, by what I could. you are summarizing them. You may have the list in front of you, but you're summarizing them. I'm That's very good, Sahel. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's really good. Thank Let you. me ask you, what are you? Th- what do you think are the successes of season one? What are the uh, overall? You know, I, going through that list, I, I have to say that the episodes that stood out to me are definitely the ones that were more science fiction-y. Um, and I think there were quite a few that offered um, some, you know, some good good science fiction storytelling like um the q episodes of course i love q so those are always going to be up there in my you know list of favorites but for example the where no one has gone before with the traveler one of the best episodes stands out very science fictiony um let's see another one haven is another interesting science fictiony uh episode about you know with this connection and then also like you know just I thought that was a neat kind of episode. Again, stands out. Um, Data lore uh, was a great episode to me. That was a success for sure. Um, the Binar episode, uh, another one that was a success. And I remember you pointing out that what you liked about it is that like the Binars were not like any other, you know, Star Star Trek, you know, uh, antagonist uh, that we've seen. Um, home soil, very science fictiony, right? Would that one even fall under hard science fiction, Doctor? Yeah, it would, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, and then after that, I love you know skin of evil conspiracy, and I love the neutral zone. So I think there were like a lot of gr- those were the standouts for me. Um, where this season, I think, failed for me, the episodes that I. If I recall, that weren't that great to me. Um, the battle had a cool premise, but the Ferengi just kind of like always—they just seem too comical in this season. They're not—they're not as—they're not, um, not as well thought out as they. You know, again, I think we talked about this. Quark is amazing. He's a great character, and I love Quark. And and it wasn't until we meet Quark that I started to really appreciate the Ferengi because we finally saw a dimensional dimensionality to them, <laughs> you know? Um, but here they're very one dimensional and, and I didn't really, really care for them. Um, let's see another one that code of honor didn't work for me. I thought it was too, um, they tried too hard to make a commentary, like a social commentary. And I think it just ends up seeming stereotypical and like kind of, you know, not, not very thought out. Um, and then Angel One echoes the same <laughs> the same sentiment, I think. Um, though it has some really neat scenes in it. Um, overall, I think every episode has something of value or something redeemable in it. Um, that compel like so as a season as a whole season, I would say that every episode lends to a kind of uh, giving us a richness about this world um, and these characters, um, but not always they don't always deliver in terms of like fascinating or compelling plot or story okay um which which characters do you think stood out most in this season 
for you? The Q, uh, the Traveler. Oh, but I mean among the, the, the core cast. Oh, you know, well, I have to say that that's, that's the one thing that, you know, uh, if I had to remember when I was younger, obviously, like, I was fixated on Data. That was, like, Data was my, probably my favorite character, and I loved learning a lot about Data. Anything, you know, I couldn't get enough about of Data. Um, and Captain Picard, of course. <clears throat> but, like, you know, thinking about the season, I think that they did a really great job of balancing the characters out. I think we learn a lot about all the characters somehow. Um, the characters that I think they spent a lot of time on, obviously Data, they spent a lot of time on him, Captain Picard, um, and and Counselor Troy, actually. We do get a lot, um, a lot about her in this um in this season as well so yeah i don't know i think those were the ones that kind of stood out Riker is still a bit of a mystery i think we find out more about Riker in season two um geordie is still a little bit of a mystery but we're starting to you know we get a few nice geordie moments wharf we definitely get a lot of uh wharf backstory in in um in the klingon episode so I think I feel like and Wesley got, you know, I feel like, yeah, every character got like a, a very uh, sufficient t- amount of time in the limelight, so to speak. I would I, I would agree and disagree with you a little on what on all you just said there. I think one of the, the failures of the of the show is that I don't think everybody among the cast got. Uh, a fair share of of um, episode time in terms of um, um, when you compare, like for example, data. Data had uh, data lore is basically about data, and that was one of the best episodes of the season. Likewise, uh, Heart of Glory was the Wharf episode, and that was one of the better episodes of the season. I, I think some of the best episodes of the seasons were the ones that took time to um, introduce us, the viewers, to these characters uh, by giving us a story that was somehow uh, deeply vested in who those characters are. And uh, we had that with uh, Data. We had that with Worf. We had several with Picard. Uh, We had one with Troy. And um, obviously we had some with Wesley. But uh, as you pointed out, um, Jordy, although I like Jordy, I think he is one of the more successful characters. Um, he, you know, he didn't really have an episode that was really focused too much on him. But I want to talk about the um, the women on the show. I think yeah. they got short the short end of the stick. Um, certainly, uh, Crusher and Yar, I don't think, were as developed as they could have been over the course of the season. Um, I agree with the, uh, with you about Tasha um, not being developed, the character of Tasha not being developed. I do have to say that, like, that does feel, it, looking, you know, back at the season in my mind, I do feel like um, Tasha is not as developed as she could have been. I, I wanted more about her, you know, with her character. Um, but I disagree. I think Troy, and you know, there's a lot of Troy... And no, Dr. I Crusher. agree. Troy does, yes. <clears throat> yeah, Troy is very... Troy, well, yes, you know. but Crusher, no. I think Crusher, it, you know, I will I will say that, like, you know, 
Yeah, you are left with more, but I still feel like we got a lot a lot of Dr. Crusher. I mean, especially with her relationship with Captain Picard. She has moments, like she's kind of evenly sprinkled throughout the whole season. But, you know, uh, to, to argue with your point, like Troy's always on the bridge, it's kind of refreshing that Dr. Crusher is actually in sickbay doing her job. <laughs> You know, so it's like we don't get a lot of sick bay scenes because, you know, we only see her during medical emergencies or like, you know, on the rare occasion that there's a personal reason for her to be on the bridge, like with Wesley or, you know, whatnot. But I think that the the Dr. Crusher Wesley um, dynamic and then throw Picard in there is pretty nicely established, if not fully develop but we will get more you know of it well i know but in um, this season, we although she'll be missing from season two altogether <laughs> we right. will not have dr crusher at all in season two so we do lose time with dr crusher in season two and we'll have to make up for that in season three i think i think there were um and i'll go to the drug episode of symbiosis i think that would have that episode in my mind uh being that it dealt with uh, a, a medical uh, issue, uh, that would have been a good episode to sort of spotlight Crusher a little more. And I, I think that whenever there was time given to her, it was a, she always had to kind of somehow share it with, you know, the rest of the crew. Whereas there were episodes uh, like Heart of Glory and uh, Data Lore, where it was clearly meant to be a spotlight episode for these characters. And I think that those, those episodes were some of the best ones. I wish they had done a spotlight episode on, on the rest of the crew and, uh, and especially Tasha. I think uh, it was a missed opportunity with her character. And, um, you know, it was, it was refreshing to see, uh, uh, you know, a real, uh, you know, to see a, a, a woman in a, action-oriented, uh, take-charge kind of role, but they didn't really use her. I mean, I, I remember the um, episode with where Q returns that she gets sent to the penalty box. Right. And I'm like, why didn't you send Worf to the penalty box? Why do you take the woman out? I, 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 I felt it was just, it just seems slightly, I don't want to say misogynist, but just, uh, well, it was you- just... Yeah, I mean, but I think also Star Trek is a product of its time as well. And did you feel that way when it first aired? Yes. Okay. Very I always thought Tasha was was one of the better ones, and and I think I'm on record having said that I always thought Crusher was one of the better characters. I mean, she she does Crusher has a lot of spunk to her. You know, I mean the uh, the scene where she comes and she phasers uh, the admiral, right? Uh, and the, I mean. Uh, you know, well, I, mean, I mean, we both we both love Dr. Crusher so much that in our youth, we we went and created a whole entire uh, TV series about her called Star Trek Pasteur. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, so, I mean, there's no argument for me there. But I think, right. you know, again, um, I'm sorry yeah. that the season didn't do more with, with those, those characters. characters. I, I mean, go ahead. I think that you're right, but I think despite that, the season um, actually worked uh, really well and, uh, overall as an introductory season. And I do feel like, yeah, while there, you know, you kind of do um, have to take that 
and you know you have to kind of like see how uh, i think that with any first season of a show um the writers and the showrunners are going into it with this kind of like you know let's put together as many diverse kind of scenarios as we can to see what audiences really take to and then after that they'll kind of you know refine the series and i feel like the next generation definitely does that it's i think that like you know, the fans' responses to different episodes definitely influenced the direction that the series took. And then and we know from this documentary that there were a lot of internal politics as well. Gene Roddenberry had a, a very different idea from of what the show should be about from what some of the uh, producers and writers, uh, even writers that were um, <clears throat> sort of picked by him, didn't necessarily uh, agree with his his ideas. And, you know, so there's a lot of internal conflict. It's amazing uh, that, you know, we don't see that in the final, you know, we don't see any of that. Those are all intrigues that we are privy to later on. But I definitely think that this first series was very strong. Now, if we have to place it in, in order of all seven seasons of the next generation what would be your ranking of this season sort of have you ever thought about that yeah i wanted (laughs) to do that and um i think um keeping in mind that this is the first season so it's burdened with uh tasks that subsequent seasons are, are are not simply because you know uh this is the season that has to introduce this universe and uh you know return star trek to to the fans and update them and uh i i'm gonna i'm gonna i think i'm gonna be a little more generous with this season uh but i i would give it a on a 10 scale again Mm -hmm. i would give this a six a better i think it's a slightly better than average um you know if you look at this season um and for subsequent see full season reviews that we do i think it would be cool to see well you know what are the things that what are the legacies of the seasons and and this season has quite a few obviously q is introduced and that's Mm -hmm. something that he is a character that continues throughout the show uh we have lore lore is introduced that's obviously Mm -hmm. a a reoccurring character in uh, later seasons uh the traveler is another one who returns so we have a number of uh characters and um and situations that um subsequent seasons mine this first season for um so i think uh that would be a good um barometer to rate the seasons by is um, how much material do they keep coming back to? Right. And obviously the Romulans at the very end, as we, we just said in the review of the last episode, uh, is some is a, a, uh, uh, an, a foe that will keep reoccurring. Um, on the other hand, uh, there are, you know, the Ferengi were an absolute failure. And until much later, <laughs> until much later, um, I mean, it was they were able to obviously uh, repair the Ferengi and revise them, but uh, their rollout um, was not entirely successful. Not for me. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I agree with that. Right. So uh, we have to take that. So I mean, that's one of the big failures of the season, and they invested at least uh, um, 
I would say they invested at least two episodes into the Ferengi and various references sprinkled throughout, which... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, go on. Which, you know, when you think about it, um, you know, in subsequent seasons, uh, you never catch Riker or Picard saying, well, I think it's those damn Ferengis. I mean, <laughs> they don't care about the Ferengis anymore after a certain point because the Ferengis failed. Um, uh, there was they, they, were, they were no longer they a threat. Almost, yeah, they go from like this kind of like unknown threat to becoming a part of the commerce of the Federation. Like they kind of blend in later on, and like they're never really established as a Federation world. But there's definitely no war conflict per se with the Ferengi. Um, they're kind of a neutral, neutral force um, in there. Um, they're like the Cayman Islands. They're so, <laughs> So let's take Star Trek's overall kind of mission and see if uh, season one delivered on that. So I'll, I'll just do our little thing here. Space, the final frontier. These are the continuing voyages of the Starship Enterprise on, I mean, on its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds and new civilizations and to boldly go where no one has gone before. So did we see strange new worlds and new civilizations in season one? Yes. We, uh, yes, yes we, did. <laughs> we did see, uh, we did, it did deliver on new life. Uh, we, we saw the, uh, micro brain right, the uh, from home soil. Um, we, uh, that, that's one of the best episodes and, uh, where no man has gone before. I still think that's one of the best episodes of the series. We actually that, do literally boldly go where no one has gone before yet. It's yeah. It, it's, they delivered in that episode in a way that was extraordinary. Uh, uh, the Biner episode, I, I've, I love the Biners. I think it's a fascinating species. Um, I'm sorry that they didn't return. Um, <laughs> we never see them again. Uh, we never see the Salayans or the Anticans again. I'm That's sorry, true. but I wish we could have seen them again. I like them. <laughs> They're pretty cool. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, we did see a number of new planets. <laughs> we did. Um, <clears throat> so I think it did deliver on the promise of its opening <laughs> sequence. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely think good. so. Um, yeah, so season one, I think, it, you know, if if you're going to watch uh, Star Trek, the, if you're going to start your Star Trek journey with Star Trek The Next Generation, just start from season one. It's a great place to start. Um I think uh, I think it would definitely people who are new to Star Trek. I think this is a great way to introduce you to the entire Star Trek universe because the next generation is kind of in a happy little spot where it still has a lot of ties to the original series, and then it it's responsible for spinning off many other Star Trek series. Um, you know, the next generation I think is responsible for Deep Space Nine, certainly Voyager. Enterprise, even though Enterprise is supposed to take place before all of the series, but you definitely see the next generation kind of influence in Enterprise. And then uh, the Kelvin timeline, the Kelvin universe is definitely also inspired by uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, even though it's echo, it's it's a direct um, homage to the original series. There's a little bit of next gen in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I think among the cast, the core cast, I think the ones that stand out 
most to me. Uh, having reached the end of the season, are uh, Picard mm-hmm. for sure. That's we a good yeah, yeah. Um, I think he 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 came out of the season uh, fully fleshed, three dimensional, multi layered character. Uh, Data and um, and Worf. Although I've read a lot of stuff saying that Worf is one dimensional in season one. Um, I still think he's one of the more interesting characters. And and just barely there, I think, uh, Jordy. Jordy, I think, is one of the uh, underrated characters in season one. Um, even though a lot of times he's just there, you know, like Sulu and Chekhov, he's just there to say, you know, uh, uh, whatever, uh, corset, sir, you know. Um, somehow LeVar Burton manages to inject just a little extra humanity, uh, humor and, uh, character into those, those moments. And, um, so for me, those are the, uh, those are the standout characters of season one among the core cast. I think I agree with you. Um, for me, it's Picard, Data, and um, I think for me this season I felt a lot of interest in the Wesley character. So Wesley was pretty much a a figure I thought that, and he's in he's in a lot of episodes as kind of like the you know Wesley saves the day, especially earlier in the season. He kind of quiets down uh, towards the end of the season. I guess he's he gone. He yeah, we he don't see like, him again after, uh, Tasha's funeral. Yeah, it's true. I think there's a lot of, uh, possibly homework that he has to do. <laughs> so, you know, we don't really see him much, um, after, but he was pretty interesting to me. I thought he was a, a great way to, I realize now that I probably connected to the show as a, as a kid through Wesley. Um, and I think that's a great, you know, that's, that's done really well, um, by Will Wheaton. (laughs) Um, I, I think I do it through Picard. Yeah. Well, I mean, now I definitely find myself. No, back then. Oh yeah. Well, you were older. (laughs) Right. I did it through Picard. I I was like, oh man, I want to be, I want to be that kid on the bridge like that's that's what i want to be <laughs> and then i later on i wanted to be frozen and woken up in the future um on the bridge on the ship on the enterprise d <laughs> so season one uh episode uh you know by episode we we think i guess the feeling is that there were more great episodes than not right we agree on that good there's episode. some great episodes there are some good episodes um, but there's a few. There's a lot of fair, fair to average for me. Uh, but but again, I think you know, like I said, you've got to cut it some slack because it is the first season. Um, so there's a lot of setup they have to do, and um, I think I think they do a pretty good job. Um, and you know, in your, uh, in your mind, what stands out as the best episode this season and the wor- the absolute worst episode this season? For me, it's a tie between uh, Conspiracy 
and um, probably um, wow, it's a tough one. <laughs> actually, uh, no man has gone before. I think it's between those two. I think those two episodes for me are are, are the best. Are two of my favorites. And then the worst episode. And the worst, uh, definitely the um, Angel One <laughs> is one of the worst. Um, I know there's episodes where nothing happens. I don't know which <laughs> which are the ones that nothing happens. I mean, nothing from the perspective of what. No nothing action. happens. <laughs> no, just nothing happens. Literally nothing happens. Um, you know what? The one uh, uh, too short a season. Uh, nothing really happens. Uh, it didn't do it for you. The, the stakes are not very high for any of the characters. Um, uh, yeah, there's some bad ones. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm trying to focus on the positive. I can't remember the bad ones right now. Um and I, I do want to to also because you know we can only do this once is uh, is give special me- uh, mention to the to the pilot and how that ranks against other Star Trek pilots. Where do you think a counter at Farpoint? How does that hold up against uh, the other pilots for the Star Trek shows? So Broken Bow. Or including uh, the original series, right? Would you like to? Yeah, why not? Because that's a tough one. Because you got two. Oh, that's right. Well, we're, pilots. we'll we'll focus on the Kirk pilot, which was now. Yeah, okay. Now is that yeah. the Menagerie, right? No. No. What was no, the, the Menagerie? First? Is oh, where no one has gone before, isn't it? Where no where no man has gone before. The the one with the. Uh, with uh, the God guy, <laughs> Decker, not Decker. Who is it? <laughs> is it Decker's father? That's no, that's uh, later. Oh, it's not Decker's father. I need to refresh my um, my Star Trek the original series um, uh, memory here. Let's the Cage go. is the original pilot, and then the second pilot, which you are referring to is where no man has gone before. And okay, of course, so exciting the Star Trek companion. So nice. you're right, where no man has gone before. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, I would say that I'd have to really watch um, hmm. the, you know what's really strange? What? Oh, hold on. Okay, I see it. Okay, great. <clears throat> I was looking it up, and I, where no man has gone before is a pilot episode, but they on Wikipedia they don't include it as part of the season. The season actually begins with the man trap, which is interesting that they consider season one. Right. That's why I asked if you wanted to include. Yeah, the first, an, because the pilots were not normally shown. To the to the general audience, pilots were only shown to networks at that point. So let's 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 just include it though, because you know we have to take Star Trek That's fine. right as a, as a whole, right? All right, I'm so I, I I think that so far 
you know, I haven't seen um, the Voyager pilot in a long time. I haven't seen the Enterprise pilot in a while. Broken oh, Bow. I, I saw it. No, I did see it. Yeah, recently, like months ago, I saw it. Because <laughs> you quoted it, like you, you pulled out some quote from it. I was like, wow. I think I might have seen parts of it on YouTube or something like that. Okay. Is what, what it was. Right. I haven't actually watched it in its entirety. I don't think in a while. I can't recall. Bad memory. When you get to my age, when you get to be 350 years old, your memory just starts to go. Or could it be the the alien bugs? Oh no! I <laughs> conspiracy. I I think for me, DS9's pilot is the most exciting of all the pilots. Um, <laughs> you're agreeing with me on that one. <laughs> um, and then. You know, if memory serves, then I would have to say encounter at far point and then where no man has gone before and then maybe uh, Broken Bow and then maybe Voyager's pilot are uh, that would probably be my order. If I had to <laughs> just based on memory, I haven't seen all these pilots except I saw DS9s recently and, and it just still it still packs a wall. If it's one of the it's best captivating. Yeah. No, it's so cap. It's so good. So DS9 is number one. Next Gen's uh, Encounter at Farpoint is number two. Encounter at Farpoint is, is an excellent pilot. It really mm-hmm. does. And it's an excellent intro to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's cerebral, which apparently some people claim Star Trek doesn't have to be. Oh, Mr. Chris Pine, why did you say that? <laughs> um, but it still manages to be exciting and uh, and and. and you know, good television. So, yeah. well, that uh, I think that wraps up our season recap. Uh, one recap. We uh, at Starfleet Boy here would like to thank everyone who has come along this journey with us, and uh, we hope you'll come along and continue the journey as we go into uh, season two. Um, the Pulaski era. The Pulaski era, which uh, I'll just say that when I first uh, saw this as a kid, season two was not exciting to me. I was very reluctant to go into it because of my love for Dr. Crusher. I was very confused and distraught as to where Dr. Crusher went, and uh, I wasn't ready to embrace Diana Moldar, uh, Moldar's Dr. Pulaski. <laughs> I remember there was great controversy. It was there was a lot of controversy for this, but um, feel free to let us know your thoughts. So you can write to us down there in the YouTube comment section. It's funny because I'm doing this, and it's true. It's down there somewhere on your screen. Um, if you're seeing this on Facebook, you feel free to engage with us there. And uh, we have a Starfleet Boy on the Twitter, on Starfleet Boy on Instagram, the Tumblr, and you can write to us at starfleetboy at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, we'd love to have you as well. All right. Hi, Emma. Hi, Emma. All right. So live long and prosper. And thank you for uh, joining us on this journey. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>